Hello, Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell listeners. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, said she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food! What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for our dogs Shazam, Astro, and Brandy. We are noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat, just looking and acting younger. They love it. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash Jimmy and Ron. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. We are live, and everything looks good right now. All right, everybody, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We're going to have a really fun show for you guys today, and thank you for telling us that we look awesome and that, Ron, they want to know what they're eating, that they want one. Delicious. They're Italian, like little, I don't know, they're, bis- they're a cookie with chocolate in the middle. He loves chocolate. This is my lunch. <clears throat> we didn't have time. I was on the phone with my friends from New York. For hours, so I didn't realize that we were going on the air soon. So anyway, let's say hi to everybody. All right, everybody, so we're going to have a great show. Before we get started, you already said hi to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Let's uh, give a shout-out to our super videographer, Mr. Scotty J from Rock Titan TV, who's in Philadelphia. What's happening, guys? There you go. Then we've also got the fabulously gorgeous Danielle at the W4CY Studios in Florida. Hello, hello, hello. And we have a chat room full of people. What's up? Eileen Shapiro, Teresa Sabin, Dave Hughes from the UK. Rock Titan TV is in there, which if anybody doesn't know, that's Scotty J. Um, Teresa Sabin, it's kind of like going fast. I don't know where everybody is, but they will be coming on and... We've got a fun show for you guys today. We have actress Amanda Wiss. You know her from such great, iconic films as Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Nightmare on Elm Street, Better Off Dead, 
uh, Silverado. Uh, she's just fabulous. And then we have the incredibly talented One Up Duo, who is uh, coming on board, and uh, they've got a brand new Christmas song that we're going to try to get them to sing live for us. And um, um, and that's it. That's what I've got going. Runt's enjoying himself eating his cookies. He's eaten like six of them. <laughs> Go. Okay. What are we counting? No, I'm getting messages, so I have to answer. A lunch break, folks. Lunch break. <clears throat> you know, in California, it's noontime. Time to have lunch. Since no, they I... say they love your sweater, though. Look at it. That's his Christmas sweater, everybody. Next week is our, our annual Christmas show. It's going to be a lot of fun, so you don't want to miss it. And please say hello to our Grinch, who's in the back. Uh... Okay. Can you guys see the Grinch? So that's an actual life-size Grinch. He's about five and a half feet tall, probably. So he's probably not life-size because the Grinch is probably like eight feet tall. But, but And uh... what I do for our Christmas party, I lay him under the Christmas tree face down with a glass of uh, an empty glass in one hand and a bottle of gin in the other hand, like he's drunk and he passed out under the Christmas tree. And if face you're following my Instagram, he was also playing the piano. Say that again, Danielle. I said face down, ass up. Yep, face down, ass up. Why must you be vulgar on this elegant show? <laughs> oh, yeah. We do not permit any sort of sordid, vulgar conduct. I apologize. This is a clean yes. show. It's like... Welcome to the neighborhood. That's right. Did you did you get laid this weekend, Danielle? <laughs> <laughs> so oh my funny. God! Such shocking words. I can't breathe. Actually, did you see? Oh, Welcome to the. Oh, you look oh. like you could be Mr. Rogers today in that sweater. <laughs> you know what? I could say something, but I won't. It's too vulgar. Oh, Bruce Glasgow just joined us. What's up from BNS Designs? How you doing, Bruce? Happy hey. to see you. Bruce, thank you so much for all the attention you give me on Facebook. I appreciate it so much. Now I look for you when I'm on Facebook. What has Bruce got to say? There you go. You got to like love it. And Bruce sent us some cool shirt, T-shirts. So thank you so much How for the T-shirts. I, I wear them because they're in my office. Because I just opened them and they're in my office so on the floor. So why didn't you show me? I should have shown you. I should have brought it to show. They're T-shirts that say something about I forgot. I'll get them in a second. Talk talk with everybody and I'll I, run I, and get I, them. I'm burping. How can I talk while I'm burping? Just talk. I love my milk and cookies. I've had milk and cookies all of my life, and I will have milk and cookies till the end of my life. Anyway, folks, we went last night to the most beautiful dinner party. Our friends Mary, Mary Lynn and uh, Andy threw in their gorgeous home. They have a home up in the hills that is really something that movie stars live in. The house is like 5,000 square feet or more. Beautiful sit-down dinner to China, silver, candlelight, the way I like it, the way I entertain, and it's so nice to have that again. And for all of you young folk out there, it's the holidays, and you should make it special by setting a beautiful table with beautiful china, a tablecloth. It was magnificent. I'm talking, you rude piece of crap. Okay, that's okay. What did I marry? Rudeness. What are you talking? When I talk all the time, you interrupt. Because you're boring. I have to no, interrupt I'm not to, boring. to make it go. I'm interrupting because you're Bruce putting... Bruce says he loves your post. Go ahead and finish your thing. You're putting sure. everybody... No, I'm not going to finish that. I'm going to okay, smack well, I'll you. I'll show the t-shirts. Well, look, see what I mean? Oh, <laughs> well, finish. He upstages me all the time. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> it was a lovely, elegant evening, and I think all of you out there should do lovely, elegant evenings for your family and friends 
on the holidays. Absolutely. We had a great time. It was very much fun. And we were with Garrick Lee from Garrick Lee Style TV, who's also Loretta Christensen. Loretta Christensen. And we had a blast. Also, you guys, so... Bruce uh, Bruce Glasgow has a fantastic company called BNS Designs, and he sent Ron and I a beautiful Christmas card, and then he sent us a shirt. Did uh, he put money in the card? No, but there's a, he sent us a, it's a shirt, and the shirt is about the show, and here's what it says. What it says? What does it say? Read it. Warning! Show the following may contain graphic content. Viewer discretion advised. <laughs> and on the back it says... I don't want your company. It should say the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Send the shirt back. <clears throat> it was a very nice thought. Thank That's you so much. That's not a Bruce. nice thought. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I thought they were going to say our show. That should say the Jimmy Star, or better still, it should say Ron Russell's co-starring Jimmy Star <laughs> yeah. on the back of that shirt. I'm not wearing that. I'm not going to plug him. We I'm always not like plug you. Him. He's got Polo here with the horse. You see, I don't wear any emblems of any of the designers. What do you, mean? you like Polo? I don't wear designer emblems until they pay me. When they pay me to... Let me tell you something. My daughter was the business manager for Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone was promised a Rolls Royce Corniche convertible. If she drove it in, 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 no, if she appeared in six photographs with it, imagine. So of course she went all over Beverly Hills. They photographed her and they used it in the commercial. Actually, not a commercial. They just used it to show that Sharon Stone owns a Corniche, and they gave it to her. Now, if this character wants us to promo. Something, it's got to be our show. We're not going to promo your stupid company. What do you do anyway <laughs> that's perverted? What he doesn't do anything. What does he do? He's he a has... marketing person, and he like does screen printing and all kinds of stuff. So, awesome. so for that, I should wear his shirt? Uh, for that, he sent you a gift, and I'm showing it to everybody. Yeah, well, I'm going to send it back because it doesn't say the Ron Russell show. Yeah, well, it's never going to say that anyway. Oh, B. Claudia <laughs> just joined us. What's up, B. Claudia? So did... um. Thomas Claxton, what's up? Thomas Claxton is going to be with Eileen and I when we go to uh, NAM in January in, in Anaheim, California. It's the big uh, music convention, and uh, well, there's a big concert nights after NAM on, on January 16th, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, hello, Thomas, and welcome to the chat room. What's the matter? Nothing. You're talking. Oh, well, I'm always talking. Yeah, but I don't interrupt you like you do me. <laughs> Does anybody want to weigh in on that? I think that we'll just have to wait. And uh, Dave Hughes says we'll have to get you a T-shirt that says the Ron, with Ron Russell show on the back of it just to shut you up. <laughs> Dave. Oh, your gift was a disappointment. What can I tell you? <laughs> I like it. The front describes our show. And then in the back it should say the Ron Russell show sometimes Jimmy with Star Jimmy show Star. With Ron Russell. Sometimes with Jimmy Stark when he's interesting, which is rarely ever. But. Ha, ha, ha. So say hi to B because B's joined us and B's been a little under the weather. Hello, B. We're happy B. to see you. We love you. B, what's the matter, honey? She's, uh, she's Why doing... is she under the weather? Stop being an alcoholic. Stop drinking. No, not drinking. <laughs> anyway, oh, you got to like love the whole thing. It says Ron's sweater is missing seven reindeer. Oh, it's only got two. How do you know there's – so that means there's supposed to be nine? Rudolph, man, Rudolph. No, no what happened was Santa got hungry and he ate the other ones. Wow. Which could be. How, there, how many reindeer actually are there on Dasher, Dancer, Dancer Prancer, Prancer, Vixen? Dancer, Prancer, your sister. Wait, 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 Bananas. hang on. 
on Dasheron, Danceron, Pranceron, Vixen, Comet, Cumid, Donner, and Vixen, or Dixon, or Vixen. Blitzen. No, Blitzen. Oh, that's it. Thank you, Blitzen. Dixon. <laughs> but who do you recall? The, the most, most famous, famous reindeer of all. Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Oh, the ball to you, please. We can't have music now, so like Everybody the only way we can sing. Everybody sing. Don't go into a career of that. Oh, no, I would never. I'm really bored today. What are we going to do to make the show interesting? It's such We're a boring show. We're going to have guests in a minute. We're going to have guests in a minute. I have to wipe my mouth. Excuse me. Oh, look at that. <laughs> He's got to wipe his mouth. And <laughs> So Scotty J and Danielle are laughing. Oh, Jane Doe just jumped in. That's Angela. What's up, Angie? Oh, Angie, baby. Now the show's going to get hot because Titana's here. That's What's up, a, Angela? That's her new nickname, Titana. Titana? Yeah, Titana. Titana. Don't be vulgar. We're not vulgar on the show anymore. We're keeping a clean show. Titana. Titana, let me tell you a story. My friend Teresa Vecchio has an aunt, and her aunt in a Sicilian dialect was called Titsi. Utizia is aunt in Italian. So we called her Titsi for short. And one year I wanted to send her some flowers, forget what the reason was. And I called up the uh, floor, no, uh, no, it wasn't flowers. I was sending her a telegram. In those days, we sent telegrams, probably of congratulations. I think maybe she shot her husband or something. But anyway, I told the telegraph lady, dear Titsia. Telegraph she, lady? Well, we had women that answered the phone that took your telegraph. You spoke to what them. What year is this? <laughs> this, is, this is maybe 1970-ish. Oh, okay. Anyway, I said, dear Titsia. She said, oh, sir, we cannot say that. I said, what is it you can't say, honey? She said that word. I said, what word? She said the word after dear. I said, you mean Titsia? She said, yes, we can't send that. I said, why? She said, because we can't. I said, get your filthy mind out of the gutter, lady. I said, Titsia in Italian is aunt. She said, oh, but we still can't send that word. And I was fuming. Now I'm getting madder and madder. And I said to her, I said, listen, I didn't say D-C-U-N-T. And I didn't say D-A-S-S-H-O-L-E. I said, dear Titsia. She hung up. And then, some, <laughs> no, then somebody called me back from the Federal Bureau of Instigation, or, 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 Investigation, or somebody big like that from Washington, maybe it was Donald Trump, and said, you cannot say that to the federal government and the the uh, telegraph company is a federal. Ah, fuck you. What does the I stand for in FBI? Federal Bureau of Investigation. Ignorance. I don't. Is that right, Scotty J or Danielle? No, is it federal ignorant bureau. No, it's all ignoramus. Anyway, it stands for investigation. Yeah, she yes, kn- investigation. You, you know that well when they busted you for hooking. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's how stupid this country was at one point where freedom of speech wasn't. And the word Titsia is ant. I mean, how dumb was this bitch? I didn't know that, though. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. how dumb. They want to know, what is it, what is the Grinch doing? The Grinch is, I th- last I saw him, he was scratching his nuts. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know, he's, like. yeah, that's what it looks like. He's sitting on the arm of the sofa watching the show, uh, because I don't know why. <laughs> But he's watching this stupid show that stinks. We better get the show rolling. So far, it stinks. No, it doesn't no, stink. They're having fun. It doesn't no. matter if you care for it. We're oh. going to call our first guest anyway. I mean, eating cookies made this show good for me. So, everybody, we're going to get ready to call our first guest. Um, she's a superstar. We've had her on the show once, but it was many, many years ago. And, and I'm i got to ex- tell a quick story. And I'm excited. Oh, go ahead. I was talking to her the last time she was on. 
And I said, remember that movie? And who was that actress that was laying in the bed when the guy's hand came through and he killed her? He was and, talking about Nightmare on Air Street. Right. And she started to laugh. She said, Ron, that was me. I said, oh, excuse me. <laughs> so, you guys, we're going to play. Um, we're going to call her. We're not playing anything uh, because of some restrictions on YouTube that we haven't worked out. We're just going to be calling everybody today. YouTube so, is like communism. Anyway, what we're going to do is actually uh, call right now Amanda Wiss and see if we can get her on the line live. So I'm going to let Scotty J do that. And while he's doing that, I guess we're going to keep entertaining you. Ron's drinking out of his big oh, orange in, cup. In, in, in his dreams, entertain. When did you ever entertain anybody? I said, you're going to entertain. Oh, that's different. Yes, here <laughs> we are, folks. <laughs> I entertain people all the time. Of course you do. How? Huh? How do you entertain people all the time? By talking to them. People, uh, besides you, other people enjoy talking to me. <laughs> Is that why they nod over and start to snore? They don't nod over and snore. You're I so mean, full of shit. That's I must. Funny. Oh, there oh, she is. There she is. Hello. Hi. How are you? So now we know you wear glasses. Yes. <laughs> I'm. Share your screen. I, I'm going to skip the tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I love it. So are you on a laptop? I am. So push your screen back a little teeny bit so we don't get the top of your head cut off. Right. You're, there you perfect. go. Perfect. perfect. Now you, yes. Now you look gorgeous as all. And you don't have horns. <laughs> oh, you guys. Oh, you look so Christmassy. And a little bit. There you go. Now I like it. Now it's fabulous. Believe it on, it's perfect. It's really sweet. That's so funny. You know, now with, with the, the uh, Mr. Rogers movie out, we're all trying to be sweet. <laughs> welcome to my neighborhood. Sweet fashion. Uh, I could sing Welcome to My Neighborhood where the drug addicts are dropping needles. Be careful you don't get stung. Welcome to my neighborhood where the broads are all hookers. Yeah. <laughs> Not your neighborhood. So, Amanda, it's Whisk for your last name, right? Because I remember last time I messed whisk, it up. Like Whisk yes. to Way. No, okay. No, okay. Yes. No, just Whisk. Well, w Y S S. That other fabulous actress is Whisk. Diane Whisk. Weiss. Well, well, she's Weist. I think she's W E I S T. Yes, she's Weist. Great actress, that Diane Weist. I was in a movie with her. Yes. Loved her. And then there's there's Rachel Vise. Vice, yes. Right. Yeah. So there's, and then I'm Swiss, which but, I, I think some Swiss pronounce it. Does everybody mess it up the first time like I did, or no, or everybody yes. else? Well, gets we haven't right. introduced her yet. I know I haven't introduced her we, yet. But we have we're to talking. stop. Everybody out there, make believe we never said anything. No, we're gonna do an introduction now. <laughs> we gotta go. Uh, now that we know that we can hear her. All well, right. We'll, we'll edit this. <laughs> It gets edited anyway. Here we go. Let's make believe. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly gorgeous and talented Amanda Wiss. Hello and welcome to the show. Oh, how shocking. Hi. Thank you for having me. Oh, what oh, a surprise. We're so excited. Here. I have to tell you, because the last time you were on, there was a technical difficulty and we didn't get the video. And I don't have a video of you. And I was so upset. I was like, oh, my gosh, we have to have her come back. She's working all the time. Uh, and that way I can actually have a video. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, that's right. I did know that. Yes, the video didn't come through, and so now we've got some I new... I think we had a storm we happening have, we at have, that time. Wasn't there a big storm or something? I don't know, but... I think there was. It was something just got like messed that. up. So let me introduce we you, everybody, again. Starting we're... off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. Say hello again. Oh, I'm so shocked to see you. My God, what a surprise. I had no idea you were here. <laughs> but anyway. Hold on. No, no, wait. Why? Then we've got, so we've got new engineers. We want to first introduce you to uh, the, the gorgeous lady in our W4CY studios. Her name is Danielle. Danielle, say hi to a man. Hello, 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 hello. 
Hello, Danielle. Oh my gosh, you have such a beautiful voice. Rhonda, oh, you should hear, you hear her real you voice. Hear her real voice. <laughs> We've been training her. <laughs> she I sounds like that. Minnie Mouse in heat. A real voice, forget it. Dan, uh, Danielle, <laughs> do, Danielle, do your D voice. Do your real voice, Danielle. Talk Hi. real. Right. Hi, welcome to the show. No, that's not your real voice. You're that's lying. a good one, too. What are you talking about? Her voice is, is like voice. nails on the blackboard. Oh, we love her, though. Danielle is fabulous. So then and we have in Philadelphia, we have the fabulous Scotty J. Scotty J, what's up? Say hello. Amanda, I have a confession to make, and I might as well get it out of the way before the new year. This is like one of my resolutions that I'm just, you know, I'm going to be more honest. You were one of my ultimate 80s crushes. I cannot lie. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. your image to masturbate every day. No, come oh on. Oh, my God. No. Well, oh, where did, where did no. the Mr. Rogers kindness go? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Mandy, Mandy, he's a, per, he's a perv. Oh, come on. Can I call you Mandy? Is that all right? No, Amanda. Yes, you may call me Mandy. Oh, right. fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> Amanda said it. So then we Listen, have I want to tell wait, you wait, so. I'm not finished. Then up, we have bro. a You're chat room finished. full of people, so we got to say hi to everybody in the chat room. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody in the chat room. There you go. Now you can talk. When Jimmy said, because I never know who's coming on this stupid show that doesn't work. I said, uh, who, who do we have this? Like, who do we have this week? Like, I'm so bored. And he said, you. And I got excited, yes. didn't I? Yes, I said, oh, did. I like her. She's really sweet. I'm so happy. Plus, he loves back. to tell everybody the fact that the first time that you came on, he asked you if you had seen the horror movie where the girl gets killed in the bed <laughs> with the guy you. with the big hands and you or her. <laughs> he loves, you. he tells everybody that story. I mean, <laughs> talk about an idiot. Talking about an idiot. That's I thought stupid. it was priceless. It but was priceless. It, it was innocent because I swear to you, it was not staged. I had no idea that you were the lady. He's afraid of those movies. Oh, I hate those movies. <laughs> that you were the lady in the bed where the hand, the mat came through the mattress. I never <laughs> forgot that. So for days, I was like looking under my mattress. No, it's that oh. was really whoever wrote that neurotic, insane move was. <laughs> because that is a scary thing when you're lying in bed resting and a thing comes through the mattress and tries to cut your heart out that is scary now again, for those new viewers now that we brought this issue up how did you feel about shooting that scene and how were you going to handle doing it um you mean when when we shot it yes was it didn't have cgi then so no no CGI. cgi that's all practical effects and you know what? it was it was well, first of all, Wes wrote, he was very, his storytelling was very specific and he knew exactly what he wanted to have happen. And, but we rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed that. And then we went into the rotating room and see, so, you know, and then I had to make it look like I was being dragged. And, um, so it was, it was like, it was like filming a macabre ballet or something. You know what I mean? Like it was. Absolutely. It was, I know what you, very, a uh, dream, I, almost like a dream sequence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to tell I, I everybody. You guys, it. Think, I think it was. I think it was as good as Hitchcock's shower scene in Psycho. Yeah. I think it had that kind of an effect on people because I've talked about it often to many people, and they all said the same thing. Oh, that freaked me out. Oh yeah. my God, was that freaky? So, yeah. so had, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, Amanda is a star. Uh, Amanda is a star, and she played Tina Gray in Nightmare on Elm Street. 
Um, that's the one where it has Johnny Depp. That's the first one, the very first one, right? Yeah, the Is first that the first one? one? Yeah, the very. So she's like in the iconic one, and she's the girl who who the claw. Well, Freddie Freddie comes up and gets her through the bed, which is like that one of the greatest kills in, ever. They had a hole in the mattress where somebody's hand came through. Yeah, they, that was um, was that Johnny Depp's death scene or something? Yeah. Or, yes. Yeah. But there were some good scary scenes. Wait, I'm fixing my. <laughs> that was a good. That, that, that was ho, one of ho, ho. the better horror films. I think oh, the earlier ones were better. Out of my oh, look, at she's got a Christmas. Oh, I gotta like love it. Good, we both are having lunch. <laughs> we're having lunch together. But that <laughs> first one, they're banging them out like crap. They look like shit. I mean, most of them will look like TV bit. But um, he's in two of them, so he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and I'm going, and I'm going into three more. But mine oh are God. good. Mine are not bad. I must plug mine. Mine, it's coming out in February, and it's called Clown Fear. And I play a minister who marries people in Las Vegas. And I tell them when they leave, take Circus Road. Why? Because they're killer clowns on Circus Road. Why? Because I'm really not a minister. I'm a charlatan who takes their money pretending, and I don't want to get caught. So I have them all killed by these killer clowns. Actually, that makes me sound like the star. I'm not the star, probably the sixth in, in character, but the stars are Sadie Katz and yeah. Augie Duke. and Augie Duke, who are two of the best in the business, as you know. They're young girls that are coming up, and they're fabulous. I would and watch Giancarlo. It. Well, oh yeah, and and he was fabulous in the film, and it's really an interesting movie. Um, it almost is camp. It is yeah. camp, and I like camp. And the second film I'm in is the Big Friggin' Rat, directed by. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Churchill about a giant rat and I play a mafia guy from Brooklyn or Staten Island oh my gosh those gets... are such varied fun roles to be playing yes well they always well I'm an old bag so they give me the old bag roles he and always they... plays mafia uh, mafia every movie I've ever been in I was a gangster the king of the I was always the head now getting to you it's not about me now actually no, no, everybody... wait, first of all I love that you get to play these great characters. There's nothing better than being a character. That's that's my that's my question to you. Would you like to play the extreme, the evilest bitch in the world, or the kindest angel in the world? Which movie role? Which role would you prefer playing? Wow, I think it's got to be a bitch. Be, I, I have to tell you, both would be fun. It would depend on the story because. You would want to layer it with something. So it would depend on the story. But, I mean, both would be really fun. And you know what's the, 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 the best thing about getting a part you want to play, whether, like you said, it's like the evilest person in the world or the, the you know, kindest angel, mm-hmm. is like is figuring out how to make that you so that it's truthful and real and alive with what you bring to it so both would be really fun so i had i'd have to say it would depend on the story and hopefully what? i'll get to play both at some point i mean i i've played i'm pretty, sure you will i played pretty evil before i mean i've played no i don't mean evil. Serial I mean, not evil i mean bitchy when i oh, interviewed bitch. oh i've my whole career has been bitchy <laughs> no bitchy's good when i i, I interviewed uh, uh i do a lot of bitches i, I my mind just froze i tippy hedron when I interviewed Tippy, I asked her that. I said, do you want to play bitchy roles or good roles? She said, well, when she did The Birds, there was a scene where she brings tea into, I forgot the actress, the wonderful old lady. Yes. And she was supposed to be bitchy. 
and she was very bitchy about bringing her the tea. And the old lady said to Tippy off camera, don't play it as a bitch. No one's going to like you. Do it sweet. And they reshot it, and Tippy went in sweet, and the sweet is what they used. Yeah. And Tippy because, said, yeah, you, but they, she said the bitch, would have, the, the bitch would have been better. Well, you know what? Those kind of roles, you know, like, it, it depends on the story. Like, if being a bitch serves the story and helps propel your character in the story forward, then that's the perfect way to play it. But, like, in that instance in The Birds, which almost knocked over the laptop, <laughs> um, uh, the audience needed to connect with her so that they could go on the journey. So that was a better choice. Yeah, but the but the mother, so, his mother, who played the old lady, what is her name? She's a wonderful actress. Yeah, old timer. Oh my, I loved her so much, and I yeah. can't remember. Her name. Anyway, she was difficult. She didn't like Tippy. She didn't trust Tippy. Tippy had been in a newspaper column where she was with a guy running around nude at the beach. So Tippy, in those days, was a loose woman. <laughs> and this woman didn't want her son with him, so she was being difficult with Kit Tippy. Now Tippy had a choice: play it where you romance the old bag, or right. you could be bitchy and put her in a place. That was the storyline. So I think they made a mistake. I think T uh, Tippy should have been a bitch because the old lady wasn't good to her. Right. Well, that's how would how would you have played it? What would have been your decision? Mother-in-law doesn't want you with her You know her what? Son. I don't know because I think the movie works so well the way they ended up doing, doing it, it yeah, that, I, that so. I would make that choice, I think. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. And who knows with the pressure on the set what is going on in any given moment when you're making those decisions. And... Oh, it was Hitchcock <laughs> chasing Tippy. Yeah. Doing all, all kinds of vulgar shit with her. I mean, <laughs> Tippy and I are good. No, Tippy and I are good friends. I'm a know, big so. fan of hers. I, I, well, I, I love her. She's a sweet lady. And yeah. she's a good friend of mine. And yeah. in, at lunch and stuff, I told her off the camera, I will never say what he said. But Tippy told me some of the stuff that he proposed to her. And let me tell you something. If that were today, he would have been ostracized, oh, hung up. He would have been. I mean, what that other guy did to what's her name? What's his name? Uh, the one that's in trouble, Weinberg. Uh, Weinstein. Weinstein. What he said. What he said. I'm. I'm, I'm going to be eighty. <laughs> Honey, I'm going to be eighty. The mind is going. Sorry. I'm not laughing at the horrible situation. I just like that you called him Weinberger. <laughs> <laughs> Weinstein. So hang on. I got. I, but anyway, I, I have to go. Hitchcock beat them. Oh, yes, he did terrible. Yeah. So hold on, I go over. First of all, everybody in the chat room is saying how wonderful and fabulously you, you look, and they were all huge fans, um, doing probably terrible things because it's all guys that are saying it. But they're all <laughs> saying how gorgeous you are. So listen, everybody. I like her personality. Hang on. I enjoy. Okay, her. let me go because I got a whole bunch of. Things I could going have lunch here. with you and not be bored. So hold yeah, on, hold on. Need to do that sometime. Absolutely. Are you in LA? Yes. I think she's in L.A. Yeah, yes. I'm in LA. You, know, you know what? I'm going to suggest your name. There's a couple of movies coming up. I would love to work with you. Oh, I would love to play a tough guy that smacks you around. And you could be, <laughs> and you could be a bitchy gun mole. Wouldn't that okay. be fun? It's a deal. <laughs> so hold on. Hold on. I'm going to talk okay, to wait. Thomas Churchill okay, wait, wait. and throw your name at him. But are you expensive? Uh, don't talk yes. about that. She's <laughs> no, I have to know. She's not a 200 buck no, a night. She's not a shitty. She doesn't do shitty movies. No. no okay, Churchill so. doesn't do shitty movies. Churchill's okay. So hang on. Let me good. talk, please. Okay. So first of all, everybody. So everybody who's tuning in knows who we're talking to. This is Amanda Wiss. You know her from almost every TV show in the 80s and 90s and even now because 
what's that new show that you just did? Uh, the, the, All the, Rise. All Rise. Um, I love that show. I haven't seen your episode, but I love that show. Thank um, you. She's on All Rise. Have you I guys? watched it? No. And um, so here's some some. I'm gonna do some bragging for her before we get back because the, the chat room has some questions for her that I want to like bring up. But so you guys know her from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Nightmare on Elm Street, Better Off Dead, Silverado. Those are all like the hugest movies ever. Um, <laughs> she was in The Sandman with Haley Duff, produced by Stan Lee, which we have to ask about that later. So don't let me forget. Um, okay. She's been in so many things it's not even funny. And some of the people that she's worked with, and I just wrote down like the really f- cool big ones: Sean Penn, Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, Phoebe Cates, Forrest Whitaker, Robert Mitchum. James Spader, Eric Stoltz, Lonnie Anderson, Paul Sorvino, Heather Langenkamp, Johnny Depp, Robert England, John Saxon, Lynn Shea, Kevin Klein. A bunch of these people have been on our show. Scott Glenn, Kevin Costner, Danny Glover, John Cleese, Rosanna Arquette, John Cusack, Diane Franklin, Ellen Bernstein, Sean Patrick Flannery, and there's like hundreds more. I just picked those because everybody knows who those people are. I know are. so many of them. And so in Scott, the chat room. Scott Glenn, in the cha- I know. Hang on, hang on. A bunch of the people have been on our show. So in the chat room, no, one I of the questions is they want to know if you ever had – uh, if you ever had any kind of like onset affairs with any of your co-stars, and they specifically asked about Sean <laughs> Sean Penn. Oh wait, what was the? Ah, I, I lost it. They want Sean Penn, Johnny Depp, and uh, oh, John Cusack. <laughs> her answer. Is, her answer is no. I know. Well, you know what? Sadly, uh, <laughs> not sadly. No, no on-screen romance. But we were all really good friends and had a good time. And I think ultimately that's probably better. I think sometimes if you it, you can see it in movies sometimes when co-stars have um, flings, the chemistry on film is not as good as the tension of them wanting to have a fling. And I, so you can, kind of see, you can kind of see chemistry die in a movie when people start sleeping with their co-stars. But not all the time. But um, no, no affairs there. But you also no, got no, to, no. didn't you get to Wait kiss Kevin Costner, though? In, in I, a film. In a film I, as part of your character. You kiss Kevin in Silverado, right? You kiss Kevin yeah, Costner? We, yeah, we had like the... The old timey roll in the hay. <laughs> I'd love to kiss it, him. Actually, I like to kiss him too. <laughs> I love him. I think he's the sexiest guy in the world. There's a movie called The Fountainhead with, uh, with, with Patricia Neal, who I loved and knew well. She was a good friend of mine. And of course, with what's his name? And that love affair in that movie was enchanting. And they really fell in love in that movie. Yeah. And I yeah. went to see her one time in Manhattan in her apartment. And when I went in the apartment there, to the left, there was a sofa and a table. On it was a big, big picture of Gary Cooper, who she had the affair with. And I said to her, wow, Pat, that was some affair, huh? How long did that last? And she said, last? It's still going, darling. And she was a woman in her late 80s, uh, 70s or 80s. She, even though she married Raul, uh, 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 Ronald uh, uh, Dahl, the, the children book writer and had five children, she never stopped loving Gary Cooper till her death day. Gary, she was madly in love with him. So yes, people do have romances. Clark Gable had a romance with Loretta Young, produced a child. Oh my uh, gosh! I think every film has every film I've been on. Somebody. So not none of, none of your films. <laughs> not one of your films. Not one of your films had a romance, not any of them, a little bit of an attraction, kind of an eyeball winky thing. No, no. I think it I think I oh I think many times I've had crushes on my co-stars. It you're in this intimate environment, you're creating together, which is really sexy, and you're you're spending a lot of time and you're you're 
digging into each other to help tell a story and be truthful. And I, I just, I think that it's, it, you know, I, it, it creates, um, I don't know. There's something magical about it. And oh my gosh, I, I many, many, many times when I'm filming, I've had crushes on my co-stars and, and they, I think, you know, maybe once or twice they've had one back. <laughs> I made fun. a movie with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter. I was uh, 19, 19 years old. I fell <laughs> madly in love with Tab Hunter and also Sophia. Tab Hunter remained a lifelong friend of mine up until his passing. And I was still in love with Tab Hunter at 48 years old. He was the most marvelous man in the world. He was charming and kind and dear and sweet. What do you mean 48? What? You said at 48 years old. Who? (laughs) No, I meant 84. 84 years old. I reversed it. Yeah, I was going to say. I I have to retire soon. But anyway. (laughs) So Wait, I have a question, though. The last time that Jimmy and I saw Tab a couple of weeks before he passed, I remarked to him, I said, you know, I'm still enchantedly in love with you. And he looked at me and he said, and I'm so sorry I missed you when you were 17. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we do have romances when we film and it, they, they can't last forever. Do you have yeah. anybody that you love, not sexually, but you loved working with that you still love and would like to work with again? Well... My guy, Stephen Caffrey, who is a brilliant actor, we met when we were really young on a TV pilot. And I I loved working with him. And he's an amazing actor. And I just had a crush on him. And we were friends for many years and in and out of each other's worlds. And um, but we've been together now for eight years. So he is so that, the girl got him in the end. That's what kind of I love that. And, and so I hope to work with him again. He's 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 a phenomenal actor and does a lot of theater and in New York and all over and TV and movies and anyway he's and he's re, handsome. Re, re, say his name again. Stephen Caffrey. How do you spell the last name? C A F F R E Y. Got that, everybody out there? Look him up on your IMBD. And then go watch his stuff. And watch his stuff. <laughs> and if anybody out there is in the biz and you're casting, you gotta look cast them up. Both. You may want to <laughs> cast the both of them, and we could have another fountainhead. There we oh go. So I, I have two questions. The first question yes. is because you've had a very distinguished career uh, and continue to have it because you're still working all the time. I look on your IMBD well, all the time. Well, not until she works with me. Then her career is really distinguished. Okay, but <laughs> – so. One thing that that really uh, separates you from a lot of other people who, although they've been famous in in, uh, horror movies, um, a lot of times they're pigeonholed and they can't get out of it. Whereas you, you know, you've done horror movies, you've done comedies, you've done, you do everything. Well, she's Um, an actress. Right. You're an actress and you do everything. I know that. But but a lot of people don't always get out of it. A lot of people are not actresses. They're line readers. (laughs) They just read lines, right? And they're only able to do $2 movies. They're not able to ever be cast in a good movie because a director's not going to get out of them what he can get out of an an actress like you. She's not going to say anything. No, no. A good director can get any he wants I'm wearing a suit. Santa hat. I can't wait. Wait a second. Wait, oh, no, we don't want you to be mean about anything anyway. No, but I, I, I had no, an actual wait, question. Let me finish that sentence. Well, I didn't finish my question. You wait said you second. never interrupt, but I, I had a I question. I always interrupt. A good director can get anything he wants out of you. But a lot of actors and actresses, a good director can't get jack shit out of them because they only read lines. That's my point. 
There's I a difference you. between an actress and a line reader. Period. Absolutely. But hold on. My whole thing was, first of all, was that because I know you've done everything. Was that a conscientious decision? Those are the opportunities that were given you or you just enjoy doing everything to act in anything that, that that's a good quality product? OK, first of all, that's a really good question. And I like the way you worded it. Um, I have always considered myself a character actress. So uh, for the most part, I, I've never really been the the leading le lady. I, I'll be the leading lady in an ensemble piece or occasionally a, ro a role will come along where I am the lead, but it's usually a really intense character piece. Um, and so I think because I consciously... No, how do I want to word this? I think I always knew I was a, an attractive character actress. And so I was gra I gravitated towards roles in projects that were varied. And um, because the truth is, I've really only done, you know, one famous horror film and then um, a, four or five really not so good ones. Um, but then the rest of the stuff has been <laughs> a lot of episodic TV and... Um, so, but I think it's because I'm a character actress that I have that opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm absolutely I'm the senator's wife, but there's maybe something sketchy about me, or okay. I'm the the mother of the children, but she is an alcoholic, or you know what I mean? Like my my characters are are always a little meaty, and meaty fun is fun, and yeah. Years ago, we used the expression a meaty a meaty role. Uh, I like being a character actor also because if I were just the leading man, like uh, Rock Hudson will say, they always played Rock Hudson. They never went anywhere. Their character was always the same. But when you're a character actor, we could play ugly, disgusting, deformed, insane people as well as beautiful, lovely, romantic people. So I understand you. The range of a character actor is far greater than a uh, – what, what would you call those other actors that play themselves – like well, Harry I, Grant. I loved well, him. I, he think, always played. I think ultimately we all play a version of ourselves. I think that's what makes our performances unique is that what I bring to a performance is filtered through me. So it it's it's it, the 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 truth and heart of it come out of me. So there'll be similarities from other things that I have done or um but I think, you know, I mean, I can only speak for myself. So. <laughs> right. No, but you're speaking correctly because that's what everybody thinks. People I talk to, I, you know, it's, these questions are brand new. I've asked them to millions of people and they answer the same. They say, yeah, my character could be the hunchback of Notre Dame, but you see me coming through it. Yeah. There's me in there. I'm portraying it. And I find that in a lot of great actresses. Uh, this one that we love very much. Downton Abbey. Oh, Michelle Dockery. Michelle, Michelle Dockery. She's probably lovely. one of the greatest actresses of our time. I adore her. And I've seen her play Lady Mary, a snob. And also I saw her play a prostitute, drug addict, thief, murderess in a wonderful series that was canceled. Called Good Behavior. It was Good on Behavior. TNT, two seasons. It was Have great. you seen, did you ever see Good Behavior? I did. She, I think she's fantastic. And she's yes. beautiful. Brilliant. I so agree. she's an actress like you are. You can become whatever, but it still comes through. And, and Michelle, Michelle still comes through all of her characters yeah. as well as you do. You, so, I, I like your work and I'm not 
blowing smoke up your butt. They don't do that, that anyway. Nothing. No, I don't. I don't falsely compliment. I actually like one of the movies. I became friends with the guy came uh, Michael Kehoe on Twitter like years ago. Oh yes. I know, and I know you're in his movie The Hatred, and I thought like for an indie horror movie that one was done actually really well. Um, and then I haven't seen The Sandman yet, but I, but it was produced by Stan Lee. By any chance, did you get to meet Stan Lee? I didn't, which much to my chagrin. I did not get to meet him, but it was it was it was a really fun project to work on and um, a really interesting story. And tell us a little about it. Well, it's it's. It's a horror. Well, it's more like a creature feature. Yeah, it's a actually. creature feature. Yes. Yeah, and it was made for the Sci-Fi Channel. Stan Lee produced it, um, and it's it was about. Um, gosh, how do I want to say? It, it's hard to. You know what? I don't know how to describe the story without giving away some of the Can't stuff. Do that. It's about a family or a woman and her niece, and um, a creature is unleashed and. People have to fight him. <laughs> okay, okay, we got but, it. Yeah, it, it, so but you'll it get was in really, trouble. You'll get in trouble. Yes, it was really good. I mean, um, I, I'm making another movie. I'm not allowed to discuss. And I said, what happened to pre-publicity? Years ago, they used to tell you, beg you, go on every talk show, sell it, move it, get people to want it but before you know it's shot. The difference is now with social media, there's an immediacy, and people give away too much of the story. And I, I found that. You know, working on a movie and a lot of actors are running around taking pictures of themselves instead of working on their. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I see that and, a lot. Yeah, and, and and posting pictures. Sorry, the blower guy is coming by. Um, posting pictures and they're giving away the story. And I, I just think it, it's different if in the old days when people would go on a top show or do a magazine piece about yeah. something. There was there was a little bit of distance. It it wasn't an. It wasn't immediate, and everything it, isn't. It was. Revealed. It was a. Re, it was a rehearsed commercial. Yeah, and now and that's just... not what's happening now. And no. um, I, 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 anyway, I the I was just working on a movie, and I I was seeing the pictures people were posting, and you know, like, oh, I just cried my eyes out. It was such an intense day of me crying, and it's like, well, okay, first of all, you just gave away a plot. <laughs> In the story that nobody knew was coming. So, you know what I mean? It's a lot of self-promotion as opposed to promoting the film. And I, I think that's why people say... I, I did that when I told you about me being a minister. Because it's a very short episode. It's, I'm, not in the, I'm not a star. It, if, my scene, if it's even three minutes long, is a lot. And I'm not in the rest of that movie. So I was giving away my little piece, which is insignificant. Because the entire plot takes you elsewhere. Exactly. So... I didn't but think that, but, no, but that's how you have to do it. You have to know exactly what it is you're going to promote. Exactly. But you have to stimulate the audience to wanting to see a film also. Yes. Because if, if you say, I'm not allowed to discuss it, then people go, oh, you can't share it with us? Well, screw you. And they get angry because they're He's angry. in all kinds of films. They don't let him tell the title of the film. They're not Nothing. even allowed. Basically like that, it doesn't even exist. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so sad. That sounds a little uh, extreme. It's extreme. No. It is extreme, I, yes. I'm not lying And it's not you. like it's like a million-dollar like you know thing. No. I mean, like, yeah. we're talking when, about when, fun when, indie horror when, movies. When I, when I did The Big Friggin' Rat, what was <laughs> that place? That would be the best title. Oh, no. Big Friggin' no. Rat. It's funny if it wasn't about a rat. That's what would be so funny. If it was about, like, let a me cat. tell you something. Joe Castro, 
who is the number one monster maker in the world in, as no, far in indie films in indie films no no i'm sorry monster maker in the world <laughs> no. in my in my opinion okay, not letting me finish opinion. okay he does such work that you could puke from it oh wow Bodies with skin hanging and guts and blood. Oh, He's disgusting. Very talented. Disgusting, nauseating monsters that spit fluid and grease. Oh, you could vomit. I, I sound Jewish again. But anyway, <laughs> Ive, you could die from it already. <laughs> Seriously. Um, made a rat the size of a bus. What a big, beautiful rat he made. And when I was on the set and I looked at it, I thought, oh, Christ, I got to work with that thing. Looking into its mouth and face, it was terrifying. And so it's going to be a good movie because this rat is really scary. And, uh, and it's really authentic looking. Yeah, Joe, Cas Joe Castro is wonderful. Actually, she might know him, but you anyway. Joe, have you ever worked on a, a film with Joe's stuff? I don't think so. And if I have, sorry, Joe, but I don't think so. Oh, he's, he's, his stuff is wonderful. I mean, he made aliens you could drop dead from. Those aliens terrified everybody. Right. So, you know, that's very important in a horror film. What's a, what's an Wait, hang on. Now you're interrupting. Okay, well, I've got a, I want to talk. What's well, wait a minute. Let me number? finish. Let me finish. Um, if, if, the, if the monster is not authentic, the film stinks. Uh, that's true. If it doesn't that's look true. good. So hang on. So I have B. Claudia, and she's in Germany. And I guess she said, I just found a beautiful autograph. O-R-I. I don't know what that means. O-R-I from 1988 on Elm Street. It's... Sticker number five, and it has an original number on it. I wonder if you remember having ever signed it, because it's on a plate with silver, and it has ORI numbers. What's an ORI number? Do you know? I don't know. What I don't. That Does that is. mean original? Is it like? Does that stand for original? You know what? I'm not a collector of things, so I don't know the terminology. But wow, 1988. I wonder. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't remember signing it, but I don't know. Maybe uh, sure was you, it something you've probably, that we, you've probably done 50,000 signatures. <laughs> no, but I mean, but maybe it was also something that was put out by the that that we did. We all sign it. Oh, or? I think ORI means original from 1988. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, do you have a website? Do you have a, Do you ever go to Germany for signings? I haven't been. I went once about five years ago. I hope to go again. That would okay, be so she's not there yet, D. You can yeah. just get one when she actually signs it for you in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to like love it because you never know what to do. Okay, so let's do yeah. some hypotheticals. You've already worked with like such huge people and you've worked in all the different genres. So if you had like a, a bucket list, uh, who would be like the male and female actor or actress, actor and actress that you would love to work with that you haven't had a chance to work with yet? And if you could have been in any film that's ever been made in history, whether whichever film you like, what film would you have liked to been in? Oh my gosh. Okay, that's so many good questions. <laughs> I think um, work wise, I would, I just think, I just saw Daniel Craig in Knives out is it knives out um oh. and i would love to work with him he just seems he's just did just, a wonderful american accent yeah i just love his, his southern his, southern american yeah. i mean there's just so many good actors out there but he popped into my head right when you said that because i just saw him and um and i'd like to work opposite tom hanks and then as far as women i'm I'm really into julianne moore right now i loved her and still alice i thought that was really detailed beautiful work i loved her in boogie nights um so i think good, you know, good I could actress her, i could play her sister or something 
And then, um, or I don't know, her rival. I don't even know. It would just be fun to um, create with her. And if any movie ever made... Um, okay, there, there's there's one because it's just so beautiful and amazing. And I would have loved to have been in Casablanca. The other thing is my favorite, favorite go-to movie right now is Love Actually. So I would have oh, loved... Oh, it's my Laura- favorite one. I love it. It's my favorite I would have holiday Laura movie. Linney's, Laura Linney's part in Love Actually. That's my actual I, favorite I like, holiday movie. I would have been in that role. That, so that would, that would be my... And then, I mean, there's so many movies that I've loved over time that I would love to have been in. You know, God, it all... Like the topper movies. And you just go back to all those wonderful character-driven stories that make people feel good and you know so anyway any any old movie i, I that is just my jam but do you like turner classic movies like do you watch any of the old turner classic movies that's Aron's favorite yeah i i oh. and i grew up watching them and i i just love the storytelling and the the class and the style and that um the, the ability to whisk one away into a a world and um, like it's a wonderful life and it, just these movies that are indelible. And what about North by Northwest? Do you like North? That's like my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> and I do, and I love all the the Hitchcock movies. And I I I was like made to be in all those Hitchcock movies. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's my archetype. I was his type. Um, yeah. So I also like what's the movie I like about the guy the the lady and they send out the three letters, five letters, or a letter whatever. to three wives. A letter to three wives. I love that one. <laughs> with yeah, with Jean Jean Crane. You have to see that one if you haven't seen that yeah. one. That's a fantastic. Oh, I've one. seen it. Okay, no, but I knew Betty Davis. I'm proud to say, and Ugh. I would I would have liked to have worked with Betty Davis on Now Voyager, because in Now Voyager she was the ultimate classy lady, so chic and fabulous. Knowing went, Betty, knowing yeah, Betty everything. privately, she was the opposite. Betty was a smoker, a drinker, and a foul-mouthed lady who was tough and rough. And I loved it to pieces because she told it like it was. Betty had no patience for bullshit. But in Now Voyager, she was the grand lady. So I would have liked to have made Voyager with her. Well, you know what? She was a a really beautiful character actress. And I think, like, when you see her work, it's so detailed and and she deep dove into those roles. I loved her in Now Voyager too, but I, I pretty much loved her in anything I ever saw her in. Yeah, <laughs> and, and she, and I, no, I never interviewed her because I wasn't allowed. She wouldn't do that because uh, we were friends. So when we spoke, I didn't speak interview. It was difficult to not right. ask her questions. A million right. were going through my mind. But I did right. say to her one time, I'm so happy that you were the first actress ever to not worry about looking good in a film. You would make yourself old, ugly, fat, crooked, whatever. And she looked at me, and before anybody ever said it, she's the one that coined that. Well, it's called acting, Ron. She coined that expression before anybody. So, okay, so go ahead. Answer. No, 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 go ahead and answer. Um, My next question was going to be, what do you got going now? What are we going to see you in? What's coming up? (laughs) What do we want to plug? Is there a red red carpet we should go to? (laughs) I have a movie that just started streaming. It was in the theaters. Now it started streaming. It's called Badland. And it's a Western. And it's, it's, I, 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 I love it. I love my 
character in it. Um, and it's streaming on Amazon Prime, Voodoo, uh, um, Apple TV, or iTunes. Um, well, any any streaming device. And yeah. along with you, it stars Kevin Makeley, Mira Sorvino, Bruce Dern, Wes Studi, Jeff Fahey, Tony Todd, James Russo. And I know there's more, but those are the ones and, I know. And Trace Atkins, <laughs> the country singer. Trace Atkins. And, and why, why does it sound familiar? Everybody brought yeah, their A game for this movie, <clears throat> and it's really good. And I, I love my role. And it, the fun thing is Jeff Fahey and I were both in Silverado together, and the roles that we play are almost – I mean – Almost, it, it just a happenstance. I run the hotel, kind of, a la Linda Hunt, who I worked for in Silverado, and Jeff worked with the sheriff Brian Dennehy in Silverado, and he's now the sheriff of the town. And so it was kind of fun. So um, that's streaming, and I highly recommend it. And I really want people to see it and hit me up on social media and tell tell me what you think. And then um, in February, I have a movie coming out. I'm so excited about um, it stars Jay Moore, Sean Patrick Flannery, so many people. It's called The Orchard, but they're changing the name. I don't know what to. Um, so right now it's called The Orchard and it's um, it's a family. It's a story. It's a it's a story of a family and it's a supernatural thriller and it's fantastic. I'm so proud to be in this film, this and Badland. And then um there's another uh, All Rise, which I did, which you can find online, which I really liked what I did in that. And then um, and then next year I start shooting a movie called Catch a Fallen Star about a, a country western singer who's fallen on hard times. And I'm his ex-wife and the story of us trying to keep our lives together. And it's so beautiful. Paul Overstreet is doing the music and I'm so excited about it. I did a Charlie's Angel with Jacqueline Smith. And it was titled Catch a Falling Star. That's his yeah. episode. That's my episode. <laughs> I, I, I See, we're so same-saming. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I played a, uh undercover detective guy hiding in the dark because this movie theater was a porno theater and all the hookers were working out of it. Now, listen to this for bad casting. They made Jacqueline a hooker. Jacqueline couldn't look like a hooker if she laid there with her legs open. <laughs> I, I know. Mean, when I she saw her come on the set, class, class and no, dignity. she's a baby. She's an angel. She, she yeah. really, she is the the most deliciously sweet, uh, not trashy woman at all. Yeah. And I looked at her in the mini skirt with the heavy makeup and the hairdo, and I wanted to laugh because it was clown like. Yeah. They could have made Farrah or look like a tramp easy, but. <laughs> Well, no, because of the blonde and Farrah. Oh, my God. May she rest in peace. <laughs> no, no, I, no, no. Listen, I liked her a lot. No, I liked Farrah a lot. I liked, she was a nice girl, Farrah. I think she just found out she was pregnant at the time. But anyway, Farrah was a nice girl. Uh, but Jackie Smith as a hooker was a, a, a really a stretch. Yeah, but it's catch a falling. So last time we had you on, you were you had a movie coming out or had just come out. The, I think it was The Id. I don't know. Is it called The Id or The ID? Oh. Yeah, the id, um, which is still streaming on Amazon Prime and other things, and I I love this movie so much. It's it's such a great character piece to get to do about. It was, it it the movie. It's a psychological horror film or thriller horror, um, but it's old school horror. It's not. It's not a slice them, dice them. You know, chop them up. There's a. It's a story of. It's on many levels. It's the story of 
the, the stress of being a caretaker of a, of a parent. Um, it, um, and then the, it, growing up in a home with abuse and there's just, it's these multi layers and it's also watching a woman, um, lose her sense of reality through these things going on. And I was just so proud of it and proud of my good reviews for it. And it's a slow burn. Um, just, it was a wonderful role to get to play. And um, sadly, it was never promoted. It, like Badland, actually, the Western that just came out, um, which got a great review in Variety. Um, it wasn't promoted. So I don't know what the reason is for filmmakers to not promote movies anymore. I know, to make but one the reason, and not promote the, reason, the reason is no one's using Jimmy Star PR. That's right. <laughs> Oh, see, I wasn't right. a publicist back then. I'm, I'm one, I got named one of the best entertainment publicists in the U.S. I've only been doing it a little over two years, but we promote films. We promote. I work with a bunch of horror movie actresses. Um, I work with a lot of famous bands. How do you think I get all my work? I love it. No, and I see, I see you on social media, Jimmy, and you you do a great job. And I just, I, I'm a little bit. I think what happens in the indie world is people know how to make a movie, but they don't. Know how just, to do after they're, that. they're not they're not um, the full package because just, you go to all the trouble to make something and pour your life into it. And then, you know, I, I think a lot I, my experience has been people just are happy to get it on a streaming platform. No, and I think real. that's lazy. And I think it's, it's, no. it's super lazy. No, not not true at all. Budget. They're hundred and fifty thousand dollar movies. They lucky they could pay the cast. They don't have money for PR. Today, yeah, PR, Badlands had see, to cost, PR don't cost make millions today. But in yeah. my opinion, if you can't sell it, don't make it. Yeah, like if you can't actually do the business part of the show, then you shouldn't be doing it because You're it, it's absolutely like, it, it right. breaks my heart. Every all these, it, it, I don't know. And and those I've are my I've seen thoughts. a lot. I've seen it's a lot the of fault, them. It's the fault of media. 30, 40, 50 years ago, you went to a movie, you saw a trailer. You couldn't wait to see that movie next month when it came into your theater. There's no place to see a trailer anymore. And to put it on television, put it on YouTube. Have, have you any idea how much it costs? Yeah. They put it on YouTube. It costs, more, it on costs YouTube. more than the movie the big costs. Studios are doing that. I, I, th there just has to be a way, and somebody should figure it out because it's. I just, you know, it's it's just you go, oh my god, another heartbreak of like a great movie that, you know. I don't know. I, yeah, want, I, I wanted to do a, a channel called Trailers. And on that channel, all day long and all night, have nothing but movie channels, trailers playing. So if a movie's in your neighborhood or one is on YouTube and you want to see it, go right. to Trailers. Trailers will show you what you're going to pay for and see. Oh, that's good. Like that. Yeah, but I haven't got There's the There's a bunch of those that do well, that can, anyway. Yeah, well, not really. <laughs> Where? Like, yeah. They already do. I, I watch them all the time. And I think that I think really the problem is the business part of the whole thing. And people make the film. They don't know how it's going to get distributed. They don't have they don't line up anything. And then they've spent all their money and they didn't save five thousand dollars to promote it or half of to, them can't even have an after party at a red yeah. carpet. Half of them can't even have a red carpet. <laughs> yeah. Let alone an no, after it's party. It's true. It's true. And so I don't know. But you know, hopefully I know we're kind of in this transitional phase where it, it's it, making a film is so available to anybody to do, you know, because they don't have to buy film. They don't have to, you know, they can shoot a phone on, they can shoot a movie on their phone, basically. That I think that, that the goal of everyone is just to get it 
done. They don't see beyond like oh, my how to, right. how to make more right. from it or have it be a platform to create more. I mean, it, it, I, just, I think people aren't being mentored on what to do with their. Film. You're hundred percent right. You're I made right. I made film thirty years ago. I stopped because I had to raise my two children alone, and I had to stop working. I came back to work three or four no about five years ago. And I said, where are my marks? We don't have any. Are we rehearsing? No, we don't rehearse. Yeah. What's our shooting schedule? Ten days. I said, ten yeah. days? You're going to yeah. do a movie in ten days? Yeah. And where, where are the cameras? He said, oh, there they are. They look like little Kodaks. <laughs> I said, so how am I going to know where to be? They said, don't worry. The camera will follow you. I thought, what the hell is this? What's wrong with I this know. It's, 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 it's people trying to reinvent the wheel, and it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> wait, my- wait a minute. The, wait, this is I, the I find it, Yeah. Mandy, find it this really is this is the killer. When we go to premieres and it's called a sp- cell phone movie. They yeah. shoot a movie on the cell phone. Could you vomit? <laughs> Could you drop dead? She doesn't do that. A movie on a cell phone? <laughs> and it's a movie? Yeah, I think um yeah, I, I'm my my agents are pretty thorough. Like they during my deal making about how many people are on the crew, what's the budget, what's your lighting package. Like when indie people call, because I'm like, no, I want to make sure we're making a real movie. <laughs> I have a real movie coming up soon. I can I I can't use the no. name. I'm not allowed to talk about it. But it's, it's mine. Gonna, it's a one. It's Jimmy's producing it. I have a partner. Oh. Guess what? I'm playing a gangster, of course, and it's no, a. No, you're not. I'm not. I'm not the gangster anymore. No. Am I in the film still? Yeah, I told you, you're not the gangster. Oh, I'm. A, oh, wait, they changed me. <laughs> anyway, um, that's I so funny. Actually, though, I actually because I've got I've actually um, I'm working with two big production companies, and um, we've got like 13 movies, and like uh, and now that we've had you back on the show, it puts you back in my yeah, radar. Put her in one of your be, movies. You would be really good, and I'm not. Doing I told you, I want to work with her. Put, Jimmy, put, I would love that. I I'm I'm like I'm in you. Yeah, you, I would, think that you and, would be and really I would good. love to be even if I walked past you in a scene so I could say I was in a movie with you. Just we so actually like we actually like uh, the, the role that you would have fit. We actually cast, but if something happens to our, to, uh, actually we cast Jennifer Blanc. I don't know if you know Jennifer Blanc. Oh, and she's lovely. She's in it, but like Wonderful. you would fit perfect we're, in. We're the, so I'm, I'm, We're not close friends, but um, whenever I see her, she brightens my day, and I think she's really talented. Oh, like we so, have like all the people from your generation, like because it's basically like we have um, uh, William McNamara. We have I love William. Uh, oh, I love him. We have Scott Bayo, Robert Davi. I don't know. We have like a really good, you know, but strong I, cast. I, I, am I working? Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, I can't believe you didn't even think of me for uh, it. I know, but now, but I've got no, like, like no, I said, I have no, thirteen. I have thirteen. I have thirteen other films. So like, and they're, Wait, they're good. Am, films. Am, I in, am I in a scene with Willie? Um, no. <laughs> What are you have to? Not, what am I? Just like the guy that sweeps the uh, floor. Don't worry about it. You'll, don't talk Watch, about I it. Watch. I have a me. walk on. I'll kill I don't him. know. I'm because I'm very close to getting funded. I think, and so I I don't want to jinx myself. And it pays. <laughs> and it pays. And it pays yes. really. It pays really well. <laughs> for a change, I'm not working for two hundred bucks a day. <laughs> Listen, I'm super excited for you, and um, this is great. This is great news. My fingers are crossed, and I I hope that it's super successful for you. 
I think so, and I think we have a bunch of other ones, and you would fit into a whole bunch because I'm trying to do break out of well I'm breaking out of because I'm not doing any more of the 150 200,000 dollar movies that are because I don't want to be pigeonholed in them just like yeah. you never had to do them so you're very, it's very fortunate and um, oh, so well, I've, done, I've done one or two of them and let me tell you that they're, they're rough <laughs> I find it rough <laughs> <laughs> I'm like it's just kind of rough but no I've done them because you know what the id was not a big budget I don't know I don't know the exact budget because I didn't produce it or anything but it was a it was a tiny budget and you know what it was a labor of love. I loved every minute of that grueling. I love the so crew. Funny. I love it. So every now and then a gem comes along. Yeah. I love the crew. Yeah. Hair and makeup, we get along fine. We, I always have fun. Yeah. But the actual work, I don't like because I'm disoriented half the time. Because well, they don't give you because I think every now and then, uh, uh, for me, an amazing <clears throat> role has come along that was super low budget. And that, that I just go, Oh, I'm so glad I'm doing this. So it does happen. I, I, I Wait, think my does question, happen. my question is: Have you ever been disoriented in a film oh. where you absolutely don't get what you're doing, and the I, director's not coming 100%, across? Hundred percent. A movie I did a couple years ago with very nice people and actually a really talented filmmaker, but just made the movie before he had the money to actually make the movie, um, and it was just such a huge disappointment because the script was so good and the my role was amazing but under the kind of circumstances we were working it's it just it doesn't it doesn't it's not a place to really create well and um I just found it to be yes disoriented is a good word and disappointing and um you know that that you just it just it, it's it's hard to be free and create when there's you no. Don't know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Period. All right. Yeah. So I mean, on, I made go. a movie that is so bad I won't even mention it because people will buy it and I'll kill myself. <laughs> Where from from the minute I started the film and I played a nasty cop from Brooklyn who was now living in Pittsburgh, pushing people around. So the role was good for me, but I had no idea what the story was, where I was, the script kept changing. I'd have, it was just like I was in a nightmare. I couldn't yeah. wait to get out of that movie. Could not wait. You've had it. It's terrible when they do that. I don't know what these okay, directors go. and writers expect from an actor. You think because you we write shit go. and you direct crap that we're going to cleanse it up for you and make it good with our talent? <laughs> Probably can. <laughs> we all can, but who no? Wants you know what? I think I think that the best you can do under those circumstances is be the least smelly fish in a pile of smelly fish. Yes, well, you're because, right. You know what That's I mean? A good way to say it. A good and way to right. say it. Yeah, because but I, I also no, feel... no one rises above it. No one's going to come out looking great. You just hope that you're the least smelly fish. <laughs> well, I feel this way. If I'm going to direct myself. Then I want two paychecks. I want a director's check and I want an actor's <laughs> check. Because the director's getting, you know, how many times you work with a director who you could see is lost in space? And you go over and you make a suggestion and they get nasty. No, we're not going to do that. Then you see the film and guess what? They did that. <laughs> well, I've never had, I have to honestly say, I've never had anybody be nasty with me or anything like that. I just did, I've done probably four of little movies like that that I really regret. Be, and I, I, you know, I got paid well. I love the script. 
And I thought, I know this is a low budget, but I think I can do something with this. And you just can't. Although, but then I've done a couple low budgets, like I said, like the id that turn out and I'm so proud of it. So, um, but I'm, I'm very, I'm way more cautious now than I was even two years ago. Like I'm just, just because I think things are accelerating so fast with indie filmmaking that I'm just, I really vet (laughs) I think it's really good, though, because, like, you don't Google your name and then get a bunch of, like, movies that come up and and every one of them has, like, one star, you know, or something, which is, like, terrible. I I, 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 I mean, I'm not going to lie. A couple couple is okay because everybody's got a couple, but some people, every one is that way. You're you're also called a veteran actress. And when you're a veteran actress, you have a little bit of clout. You know, me, I'm just an old guy going to turn 80. Who does movies because Jimmy what? pushes me you into? You look like a baby. Oh, thank you, thank you. You, you oh. found the I'll fountain of man. Yeah, I'll yes. be eighty. That's why they hire me because they have to hire old bags now. <laughs> Diversity. <laughs> so every time they need an old bag, they look at my IMBD, They see my age. They hire me, or they see me and they say, "Oh no, we really need an old man." <laughs> you know, like- listen, growing old is not for sissies, but the best roles. Are coming now. Are going yeah. to all us you know, old bags. Like, it's true. The older we get, and especially being a character actress, I'm not trying to hang on to youth and beauty. But yeah. you've got it already. You're hanging on to it anyway, so it works okay. out perfect. So we have to go. Hold on, everybody. So this oh, is Amanda no. Wiss, you guys. Her Twitter is at underscore Amanda Wiss, uh, underscore A M A N D A W Y S S. You should follow me on Twitter. And, and, <laughs> wait, hang on. Hang on. Twitter Andy. and Instagram. And Instagram. I love Instagram. And what is your Instagram? Is it underscore it's, it's Amanda Wiss also? Uh, just yeah. Amanda Wiss, you guys, on Instagram, so follow okay. her. Mandy, if we invite you to red carpet events for openings of movies, would you attend? Because we like to get in the Getty pictures. Because <laughs> the get- No, the, the Getty pictures go out all over. So that's I how you get work. I would love to attend. If I got to see you two, I would love to attend. Okay, we'll put you, oh, I'll put you on. Because I'm a publicist. I get invited and, to everything. And then we have a, we have a good time. We have a good time at the after party. We socialize, meet a lot of big celebrities, little celebrities, new actors, old actors. So for me, it's family, and I enjoy it. And I'm so totally going to get you in one of my movies because I think you'd be perfect. Yeah, and for I think movie. you're a sweetie I'm pie. I'm to that. I, I, yes, I look will. forward to um, collaborating with you. Absolutely, it'll be terrific. And, um, so everybody, this is Amanda Wiss because we got to go. Because who I'm is next- a sweetie pie? And I'm happy know. she's on again. Yes, thank you oh so God, much. Happy have a holidays to everyone. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, uh, Merry enjoy. Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, whatever fits and all the other ones. <laughs> Happy holidays. And good luck with everything. And everybody, don't beautiful, forget, watch Badlands. Smile. Everybody, beautiful don't smile. forget to watch Badlands. It's on Amazon Prime. There you go. <laughs> all right. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye, Andy. Bye-bye. What Yay. A sweet, what, a what a sweet lady. Person. She's a sweet girl. I like so, her So, everybody, um, we got to do a quick commercial, and that is to hear, to hear us on W4CY Radio every week with Danielle and Scotty J. You can hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A. Oh, W4CY Radio is in West Palm Beach. Uh, hit 1069 FM in New York, Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, iHeart Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Boom, SoundCloud, Podomatic, Spreaker, Apple TV, and Podbean. On television, you can see us on Roco, Vimeo, YouTube, Celebra Media, VIP TV, and Comcast. Now we got to call our next guest, everybody. Um, I want to welcome Ian Smith and whoever else joined us in the chat room. What's up, everybody? Uh, that was a great guest. Everybody loved her. I love her. Um, she's fabulous. What you guys? I think school? she's a sweetie pie. She isn't. She's been such iconic movies. Everybody in the chat room. And she's and she's very good. Everything I. I loved her, good. and I was not kidding when I said I had a crush on her. Oh my uh, gosh, she's fabulous. So 
So let's try and get our next guests on. Do you have all their contacts? You know, contact Scotty, stuff? Scotty, I hate to tell you, but every beautiful woman that comes on, you've had a crush on. Yeah. Well, let's bring on well, the, like all the iconic. Well, you said I'm a pervert, right? You said I'm a pervert. No, and it's that. all the oh, iconic ones. With all the beautiful women that have been on in the thousands, you must have a very worn-down wang. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. Well, I have warm-out palms. Yeah, my hands are just beat to hell. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> what was the old thing Betsy and her five finger, her five sisters? Yeah. Rosy Palm and her five sisters. Yeah. What was it? Greasy Palm and her five sisters. Rosie, Rosie Palm. Oh, Rosie, Rosie Palm and so her So let's five go ahead and try and get our guests on. So, Jimmy. Yes. It's very funny that she was on because the other night, I think it was Friday, my best friend was just like, let's watch a movie. I said, sure, why not? And it was the original Nightmare Before Elm Street. Oh, in that Nightmare on Elm Street, isn't that cool? Oh, that movie's a good movie. It's a great movie. Too scary. She's for a me. great actress. I don't like those kind. I of love movies. Better Off Dead too, because I'm a big John Cusack fan. All the producers and directors that know me go crazy. They say, "Ron, you're in our films. How could you say you don't like them?" I said, "I don't hello, like." Hello. Them. Hey. Hey guys. Hey you guys, hit your video button. Okay. Ah. Oh, hey everybody. So now we're calling One Up Duo. We're waiting for them to see a video. Hopefully, they're going to hit a video button in a second. You guys, we met them uh, during Palm Springs Pride. They're friends with CC Peniston, and uh, they were also voice contestants. We're almost there. There we go. Okay, we're getting there. What a nice <laughs> thumb you have. Your thumb is wonderful. Now Hi. let's 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 bring that up a little. Bring bit. it up a little so we don't cut the top of your head off. Your heads are cut off. Up, up, up. No, not the ceiling, baby. No, 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 no. No, no. There we go. Oh, no, what no, great no, smile. No, That's no, good. No, now, send to yourselves. There you go. No, they're okay. You no. guys, hey. The, the, hi. The, how's it going? Listen to how racist I could be. No, the white one's off camera. Uh, no, he's not. He's, <laughs> he's on camera. Hey, you guys. That's such a racist we want to make... I love being racist sometimes. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on. We you want... got to make fun of that shit, right? Right, you got it. Yeah, as long as you're aware, right? You can't take it seriously anymore. Introduce them. Shut up before no, I put this mic right them. down your throat. <laughs> so here's what we're gonna do. Where are you guys? You look like you're outside. So listen, we're at an airport. We're at the Houston airport because we just finished a performance on a TV show here, and we're heading back to New York tonight. So this is where we oh got. Oh my to gosh, you're at the airport. That's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. That, that's why you're in sweaters. That's <laughs> exactly that right. Out. Yeah. Well, otherwise, they would be in New York. Okay, so hold on. Let me do an intro for everybody. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, Adam and Jerome Bell, Bastion from One Up Duo. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Um, so let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi. Do you remember us? We, yes. We, of course we do. Yeah. You know, how could we? How could we forget? I, 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 which one of you was the one that was feeling my ass? Oh, I think <laughs> I think Mary, don't say that. <laughs> I remember. I remember something being very supple and very round. Oh, you're so sweet. No, folks, that's, that was one of my nasty jokes, folks. He didn't do that. That was just. A but anyway, you guys sang for us that night, and Jimmy and I were so impressed that we've invited you on our show. But I think, so I think we have something sad to say. Now, well, we'll tell them in a minute. First, let's introduce them to everybody. First, okay. we want to introduce you to the rest of the team. So we've got in Philadelphia, we have Scotty J. Scotty J, say hello. Hey guys, what's going on? What's up, Scotty right. J? There you go. And then we've got Danielle. She's at the W4CY Studios in she's Florida. She's a tramp. She's a tramp. She's very loose. If ever you're in her neighborhood, right. knock on her door. <laughs> 
And then, not. and then we have a chat room full of people. Wait, wait. She didn't talk. Say something. Say something, Danielle. Hello and welcome to the show. See? Oh, thank you. She sounds like she's orgasming even when she speaks. And then we, <laughs> and then we have uh, a chat room full of people. So say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hey, hello, everyone. hello. What's going on, everybody? And then we have Eileen in the chat room too. So say hi to Eileen. Eileen, hey Eileen. You, you remember her, the flat-chested lady. Yeah, right. <laughs> so here's what I want you guys. To, actually, I don't think they've ever met her. They've only talked. Oh, you've to never her. met Eileen? No, they've never met oh, her. Oh, do, do, do you know? Do you know what a submarine is? Yeah. Do you know what torpedoes are? Sure. That's Eileen. <laughs> so, okay. Torpedo. All right. So, first Two of all, torpedoes. you guys Woo. introduce yourself so everybody knows who's who. Yeah, hey, I'm Adam. I'm Jerome. We have the Bell Bestines. That's right. Um, one Up Duo. There you go, you guys. So, here's what. Oh, hang on. Are we able to talk personally here or do we keep it professional? We Relation. can be as personal as you want. Oh, so you guys, how long, how long are you two guys in love and how long are you together? We've been together for about two and a half years, been married for about five months now. Congratulations, Congratulations. boys. Good for you guys. Marriage yeah. is, marriage, I'm married to this crap face for eight years now. He tortures <laughs> oh me He's the most horrible person to live with, but I adore him. I love him so much, I tolerate his bullshit. Here's what happened, you guys. I read it in their bio. They met on the set of a music video where Jerome was cast to be Adam's love interest, and it was love at first sight, and they got married in New York City on June 19th of last of this year. This year. Yes. That's right. Yep. And, wow. you guys, they are the very first... LGBTQ duo married couple ever to compete on The Voice. That's The Voice, you guys. And they were on Team Kelly. You got to Google it on YouTube and watch their video because it's freaking awesome. And uh, so they were on Team Kelly Clarkson. And uh, they were super talented and super great. It was so exciting. Like, tell us a little, just give us a little breakdown with Wait, that. Wait, before you go there, Jimmy and I were the first gay couple to be on television that haven't been kicked off yet. Yeah, we're moving oh. <laughs> be, be, so be openly gay <laughs> and doing this. Right. <laughs> there you and go. we can do that without getting Aww, kicked off. Look at that. That's safe for TV. Look, we can do that too. Oh, yeah, you can do it too. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you so gotta like love it. Is, the voice was it was an amazing and terrifying experience being up there on that stage. You know, with four backs turned to you, and then I don't know, three or four hundred people in the studio audience, all these cameras swirling mm -hmm. around. But the good thing was that they give you like three weeks to rehearse a 90 second clip so that by the time you do the show, it's all muscle memory. So we got up there. I, I don't think I've ever been so nervous in my life, but it went it went well. And, and that was our first time performing on stage together. So our, our blind audition on The Voice was the first time that we had ever stepped onto a stage together. So there was that too, the, the pressure of that, but it, it turned out really well. And you're saying, could it be I'm falling in love or something? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Yep, by, by the spinners. spinners. But, but you know, that nervousness goes away. And I miss it. I, I mean, I'm in, the business <laughs> 50, I'm in the business 58 years. So I lost that feeling 58 years ago. Oh, but I miss it because now I, when I work and perform, it's like I'm in my house, like bored. It's not fun anymore. Uh, the excitement <laughs> of nervous made it really ex wonderful. The fear of the audience and of not doing well was wonderful. Now I go out and I say, I don't give a shit if they like me. They don't like me. I really don't give a fuck. You know, right. that attitude. Right. And it's no longer fun. So keep the excitement. Keep the nervousness. We're, yes. we're going to try. You know, so one thing. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think 
I think you said you fart and it's not funny anymore. Is that what I heard you say? There's a lot of noise here. I can't quite hear. Yeah. <laughs> no, he works. And it's not, he's not always that fun. He doesn't always enjoy it as much as he used to, but he's 80. Stop with that age. I'm not, first of all, I'm not 80. I'm 79. Don't make me old. And <laughs> he has fun. He, just, he doesn't get as excited, though, no, as he used to. You know, like my first movie star I met in my life, I was so excited. Now I meet, I could meet, I don't care, Meryl Streep, and it's, hi, Meryl, how you doing? Oh, who cares? So everything wears off. Everything loses its value after a period of time. But I, the comment I wanted to make was I do miss the nervousness. It was a, yeah, it was mm -hmm. a rush. It's a rush. You don't yes, get, yeah. It makes you feel euphoric. It's like, and then when you yeah. go out there, you don't even know what you're doing. You're doing right. it by instinct. You have no idea where you are, what's like going on. It's like experience. And I miss that. Now I go out there. It's like, ugh, hello, everybody. It's me. <laughs> you got to like love it. So when I do when I do. Yes. Okay. When I see people that are so comfortable with themselves, they, they just go out onto the oh, stage and there's no. Oh, when, I'm, when, when I'm on stage doing stand up and fun, it's like I'm, I'm talking to a best friend in an alley. You know, no big deal. And it's so I want to tell everybody, though, first of all, so they said you guys, uh, when they performed on The Voice, that's the first time they ever performed together. But individually, each one of them, it was accomplished solo artist on their own. That was their first time performing together, like as a duo. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like they just woke up and said, oh, let's go sing. I mean, they're professional singers. That's why they're right. so good. And uh, and they've been doing it for a long time. And I mean, they're not like you just woke up and said, oh, I'm going to be a movie producer right. talk show host. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So it works out really like cool, and they've both uh, done wonderful things, and they sing terrific together. And so, what with was was Kelly Clarkson? Was she really nice? Because I've never met her. I mean, she seems she like she would awesome. be the nicest person ever. She's exactly what you would want her to be—just super bubbly, but very real. Cusses like a sailor. Uh, oh, that I love. Yeah. Anything like anything like CC? Is she anything like oh. Cece? I mean, yeah, I guess so. Cece yeah. is, is real, as real as they come, you know. And Wonderful. She's so sweet, so I, bubbly. I, I, I adore her. I love her. They're talking. I see that we're having over. We're getting uh, over whatever. <laughs> you got to let them finish, though. <laughs> what is it called when they over voice? Uh, it's not over voice. It's just that they're on a little bit of a delay. Oh, okay. They're on a little bit of a delay. So Cece's fabulous. They're fabulous. So since you guys were on the show, you've done a ton of cool things, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, we've been touring a lot of pride festivals across the country, which has been incredible to just to meet gay communities in different cities. We've been to some large cities like Seattle, um, Houston, but we've also done smaller towns like Cedar Valley in Iowa mm -hmm. uh, in Waterloo, which was probably one of the most memorable experiences just because people were so hospitable. They were so excited to, to meet us. We hung out with Cece. That was our first time really hanging with her. She was so sweet. Oh, she I met know. us down at the um, there was a hotel um, restaurant. And she bought us lunch, and it was just so awesome. I cried like a baby, of course. Uh, I've been, she, she, I've been a huge fan of Cece Penison for, for Cece a, a long is time. probably she's probably one of the nicest human beings I've met, and I've met millions of human beings in this business. Right. Now tell me, where, where are you playing in New York? That's my city. You better be good there because they otherwise, live there. oh, so you're New York. So, so I don't have to warn you that they kick ass if you're bad. Oh, oh yeah. No. See, we we've been. Through it, through it all in New York. That's where we really kind of honed our craft because when you move to New York, you move to a place where everybody's there to be the best at what they do. Mm -hmm. So there's no excuse. Either you go and you show up and you get better and better every time or you just have to get out of there. So we've yeah. been fortunate Absolutely. enough to work with some there's of the no, best singers that we've ever met. No yes. ho no hokey pokey in New York. You can't fool New York. Oh, yeah. nope. 
we know shit from Shinola. And uh-huh. uh, I mean, I worked New York as a stand-up for 45 years, so I know what I'm talking about. Tough audiences. My best audiences were Jewish audiences mm-hmm. and Italians. So when I worked Brooklyn, boy, was I a hit. If I worked Connecticut, <laughs> I worked Connecticut, where everybody's a blonde, blue-eyed. It was a little different. I talked about yeah. alcohol, alcoholism and drunks, and then they liked it. <laughs> I was very happy with that drunk. Everybody's a drunk joke. Brooklyn, right, I talked wow. about killer mafia jokes. And in the Jewish audience, I talked about, oy vey, my wife just bought another car. You know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and you have to know your audience, and you have to know what you're going to do to please them. So my advice yeah. to you is whenever you sing, learn your audience and get the song that they're going to want to see. Here, oh, yeah. uh, don't yeah. sing, you know, uh, the sound of music. Do you guys have a big repertoire? Wait, I have a joke coming. You stepped on my yeah, line. We, Fuck. If oh, we're ready for the punchline. If okay. you're going to be in Red Hook where the mafia is, don't sing My Fair Lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about your new, very, brand new single, holiday single music video. It's called, yeah. uh, it's, it's called Let Me Come Home. Tell us a little bit about it because the video is great. Thank you. Yeah. So this is our, our new original holiday song. We wrote this with the intention of reaching out to the LGBTQ plus community because a lot of people, especially youth, face a lot of difficulties with their families when they come out. Mm-hmm. And during the holidays, that's when we desire closeness with family the most. And if we feel like we can't come home because our family doesn't accept us for who we are, it's extremely hurtful. So we wrote it for, you know, for people to relate to, but then also for people who are allies or family members that haven't accepted their their gay family members yet, just to kind of learn through other people's stories how mm-hmm. hurtful it can be, because we believe that the world is so much of a better place and we can have that togetherness that we all desire. Now, all us gay people must thank Jamie Lee Curtis. Have you any idea why? No. no. Jamie, Do you know who she is? Tony Curtis's yeah, yeah. daughter. Okay. okay. Jamie Lee now has extended herself to all of the people who do not have family that uh, will be with them. So now she's going to be everybody's mother and sister. I think that's absolutely wonderful to the to the LGBT community. She that's really wants to do I think that's awesome that she's going to replace mom uh, with parents that don't want their children. Uh, why they don't want their... Oh, wow. my, ch- my children could murder you both, and I would lie for them and say, my daughter didn't do that. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I would never, ever not. I would die if I couldn't see my kids. I don't. They live ten minutes away. If I don't see them once a week, I'm fainting and killing myself. Wow. Could you imagine not wanting to see your child because your child was born? You shit him right. out, lady. He came out of you, bitch. And right. you know. And now you don't want to see him because you made him a fag. Give me a break. Have, how's, how's it with your families? Has your families were they accepting when you guys came out? And did they come to your wedding? I mean, was it all good? We had different experiences, Jerome. Yeah. Um, my family was super open always, so my coming out story wasn't even a coming out story. It was just and like, that's, oh, okay. And that's strange because black people, mostly of our friends, they yeah. think that the white man made them gay. Oh, my son's gay. Some white guy must have grabbed him. And black people <laughs> don't are not gay. White people are. <laughs> So right. <laughs> I, I, I've heard that from my black friends who are gay, and I think it's hysterical. You know, I said, "Funny, we heard the same thing about black people. <laughs> black ones are gay; they made the white ones gay. So everybody's fucked so up." So it was way. good for you, and not as good for you. Yeah, not as good for me. My my parents took it hard at first. They came around pretty quickly. Like within two years, they were coming around. But my sister still doesn't accept 
me and she calls it a choice and a lifestyle you know all these words my sister she too must be related to my sister yeah it must be related to my sister too <laughs> i haven't spoken <laughs> I haven't spoken to my sister in 30 years. She said, you were married for 16 years. You have two beautiful children. What made you decide to be gay? I said, I woke up one day. I was bored. I said, I'm going to be gay. (laughs) (laughs) No, I totally, I totally like identify. Like I actually didn't talk to anybody in my family for like 20 years. Actually, it wasn't until I met Ron really that I started talking to my family again. Wow. Because um, so we I'm Italian and we believe in family. We went like 20 years, you know, without really speaking at all. So, um, and I, I just hate that. I hate lost time. You know, I, th- I think people take for granted the time that we have here, the relationships that we have. And if you spend time quarreling over something that really doesn't matter, you're just wasting precious time. No, but you, you have to, look, yes, you you have to look at it from straight people's viewpoint. Okay. When straight people find out their son is gay, the first thing they think of is what they do sexually. Right. And that's what upsets them. Now, we don't do that when we find out what straight people do, because straight people do the very same thing that we do. They just have an extra weight. They just happen to have an extra hole. Well, that's hilarious. So, you know, straight people remember what you do, we do, but we do it better. There you go. Oh, I love it. We do everything with excellence. That's right. And by the way, like you guys, first of all, should follow. It's One Up Duo everywhere, you guys. So it's O N E U P D U O. Follow them on Instagram. They're all wrapped up right now, but like if you see them, they're both like Adonis. Oh, they're very good. Looking. Um, they're very both like cute. Adonis's. Um, <laughs> muscles for days. They have great videos. Um, their video, you guys. It's uh, they have they have another song they released earlier. It's called uh, Call, Call My Name, and then the new Christmas video is called Let Me Come Home. And uh, we have a slight problem with it. Uh, we actually got shut down. Uh, the last two weeks we played we played music from guests that were on, and they weren't all famous. And YouTube shut us down. They won't let us play it. We won't. They won't actually let us play it without. They'll shut the stream off, and we'll go dead. Um, so we have. We're going to be finding a new way to stream. Um, but I can't actually I can't play the video. I had it all sent it to everybody, but like the station informed me we can't play it because otherwise they're shutting down the stream. I don't understand what YouTube has to do with that at all. They should just mind their business and. Oh, well, because all yeah. those people are on there. Like last week, we played Sister you Sledge. Know, wait a minute. The best part of this streaming is the fact that we don't have to go through network, which is bullshit or red tape. Okay, but anyway, don't worry about it. So, so we now, can't play so it because we got, wait, we got shut, shut down. So now YouTube has become network. Yeah, right. really. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Um, There's so much censorship. And, yes. And your favorite saying is, mind your business. Mind your business. <laughs> and even though you guys are indie artists, because I tried to push it through, you guys are indie artists. There's probably nobody going to make a claim, but and, and, but and we can't take a choice because they won't let the station stream. I mean, I would ruin it for every other show. Listen, <laughs> listen, yeah, listen yeah, do we do not have a sponsor. We do not make any money from having you on the show. Right. The only reason we have you on the show is to help you out to become better known and famous. How the fuck can YouTube object to that? Wait, shut up. I'm a communist. We're, we're, <laughs> we're not playing your music. We're not playing your music to make a nickel. We're make, right. playing it so you could make a nickel. Right. So... So what we want you to do, though, but what I want you guys to do is do some kind of a little clip. I know you can do things on the spot because you do it all the time. And even though because you sang for us, so I want you guys to put something there. You don't have to sing the whole song. Just give us a couple bars so everybody can hear how fabulous you sing. And then and then we'll (laughs) uh, sing. I know you're in the airport. Yes, I know. Sing a Christmas song. Okay, just a little Christmas song. Here we go. All right. 
a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. That's it. <laughs> That's all we got. Harmonize together. Do, do, now do, do a harmony together. 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 Do a harmony together. Something where we can harmonize together. I'm going to bitch smack the both of you. Okay. Now do it together. Don't worry about it. The people in the airport are going to love it when they hear you. They're all going to come over. <laughs> who, who are these people? Uh, Congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yay! <laughs> ladies, and, ladies and gentlemen, that's called singing, and those are called voices, which nobody seems to have anymore because they all go through the system, which records you like you drop a note, the machine makes it good. Auto tune. Auto tune. <laughs> Right. This is in, this is raw. This is like they're naked performing for you. And maybe they will do that if we ask. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anything for a rating. Okay, so wait. So now you're going back to New York. Do you have a show or something there that we should promote? Um, we do have a show. It's a it's a private party, so it's nothing to promote. Uh, we but, can't um, promote it. Okay. We can just we can probably just tell you we're we're singing our holiday song at Al Roker's holiday party. Oh, so good for you. Yeah, Al. If it gets any skinnier, he's going to disappear. Remember how fat Al Roker used to be? <laughs> he yeah, he's, really he's a little. Fatty. Yeah, he's little he's now. He's a very he's little. I, yeah. I've seen him in New York a lot. He ran the circle I ran. Never knew him, never met him. But I watched him get skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. Right. Wait, wait, so let's talk a little bit. Okay, so you guys, you, got a, you have a single, a Christmas single. What, what are we looking for in the new year? Are we going to have a new album coming out or another single that's not a holiday single? Or what do you guys got planned for 2020? Yeah, we got a couple things. We're going to um, finally make a music video for Call My Name just to finish that up. Oh, and good. We're going to be writing. We're in the process of writing a full-length album right now. So by the end of next year, we'll have that available on all digital platforms and then uh we'll give let me come home another big push next year and make sure that it's seen and heard by all and then, then that's it yeah love it i think it's fantastic work the al roca room because if he's inviting the people that i know that he knows that's going to be a celebrity stock room yes be a lot of vips there that can help you with your career I, right, I, yes. I, I won't mention a few of them but i i know a lot of them that al is friends with and they're big deals so right. dress sharp, look sharp, oh, brush yeah. your teeth. And have them get you on Good Morning America. Make sure your breath doesn't smell, you know. Right. Clean, 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 wash your ears in case somebody sees you sideways. Yeah. So now, wait, so the holidays, Christmas is coming up. Like, like do you guys, are you guys staying in New York for Christmas? We'll actually be in Florida. We have a show at um, Disney World performing oh, with an acapella fun. group that we, that we perform with from time to time. So we'll be spending Christmas together in Orlando. Oh, my gosh. So oh, what's okay. the name of the acapella group? Can we give them a plug? Yes, their name is The Edge Effect. Okay, cool. Edge Effect Music. Now, there you go. do you two dress identical when you perform? We we usually complement each other with what we're wearing. Like right now, I can't quite tell, but this is like a, a velvety sort of brownish Little. shirt, and then it matches what he's wearing. So we always try to look like a unit, but we don't dress identically. But you don't dress identical like identical yeah, right. friends. Okay, I like it. And you, I, you, I, I am gonna have to take your your sweater. I love that sweater. I know. <laughs> Isn't it cute? Look, 
That's his Christmas sweater. You know how old his sweater is? About seven years old. I only wear it once a year. <laughs> I love it. We like love it too. It's, you gotta have fun. You know, it's not that. that corny, but it's Christmas, and I like. It's perfect. It. Right. It's perfect. Have, have you been to Florida front before? I'm actually from Florida, South Florida. Oh yeah. Oh, you are. Okay. Yeah. He yeah, says it with such pride. Uh, I don't like it. Uh, Palm Springs is more fun. I'm from Fort Lauderdale, though, so it's another great. Oh, now we we, we met you guys in Palm Springs. Where yeah, we you? met them at Gay Pride. Right. Yeah, where, where do you come from? Um, Texas. Texas originally. And I'm originally from Michigan, outside of Flint. But you live in L.A. No, they in live in New York. York City. New York City. Oh, so you flew out for the Gay Pride that we had. Yes. Yeah. Did you perform somewhere? Yes. Where? I don't know. So where, you performed at Gay Pride, right? Yeah. Yep, we were there performing on the main stage. On the main stage, stage uh, Sunday. It was a Sunday. Oh, it was shit. A, and we yeah, missed we the, it. We, we were, were the there last we were, CC, myself, and the other CC, we were all there earlier, and then we got tired. We left around 4. What time did you guys go? Right. I think we went I, on right after you guys yeah, left. Oh, I would have stayed. I know we would have stayed. Oh, crap. That's okay. We got to meet him with CC, no, and now I, we get to I, meet I him wanna, now. I, I next, time, next time, though. Yeah, next time, because you guys are going to be playing, like, all over the place. This is really just the beginning for you. I mean, it was a, yeah, what a great absolutely. platform. You had the, the, the voice was a, a platform for you to get started. Yeah, but that's this is just the beginning. You guys are just getting started. You're going to be around right. forever, and and we're hoping right. that you're going to be. Um, you know, by the end of the year, hopefully next year, hopefully we'll have you as more of like a household name, and everybody will know. Yes. Like, like, yeah, the, that's, like that's, the Andrew that's, sisters. Like the Andrew sisters. <laughs> <laughs> actually, though, because they sang what could well, it be? I'm falling in love. That's like actually they're harmonizing is the music I love because it's from my day, years and years ago. We had like the ink spots. I don't know if you know, kids know who he is. The Ink Spots were a black group, the first ones to come out. And they had a song, If I Didn't Care. And they were the first people to harmonize, like, If I Didn't Care, oh, bo, bo, bo. And they did all that crap where each one did a little, bo, 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 bo. and it, right. it caught on. And this Andrew sisters and the Maguire sisters and the, the Joy Tones, all those people copied from the Ink Spots. Nobody knows that. But the Ink Spots were the first guys that did. Moo, moo, moo. I'm about to check them out online. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh their music is fabulous. And yeah. The guy, the lead was, if I didn't care for you, they spoke like that. It was wonderful. But yeah. it's nostalgia. But the Ink Spots had quite a few albums, and they were the, the hit, the hit of the world at the time. And that was a prejudiced time when a black group was difficult to uh, perform. Sure. But they sort of snuck out of the black market. And got into the white market just by the, you know, hair of their head. Then they became superstars. Then they became superstars to show the world that, uh, you know, and I'm not saying this to be like a bullshit artist, but black people, boy, can they sing. I mean, I, you know, I have about seven or eight dear, dear friends of mine who are black. They sing better than the whites. I don't know why they have the vocal range to do it. Patty right. number one. Give me a break. And, of course, my, my wonderful friend, C.C., and and all and Angie B Angie and and who else and, and uh, I don't know but Adam one thing so many gonna, one thing you're gonna have to make sure as you two grow older together, um I, I know you've heard the sense because everybody I mean if you look at Cece and everybody they're all beautiful he's always gonna look exactly how he looks right now he's oh, never yeah. gonna look different so you gotta go you gotta work extra hard to be able to keep up with him, to keep the beauty, because right now you're both beautiful. <laughs> In 20 years, I, he's still going to look just like that. Because I, I am exhausted no. already just trying to keep up with these. No. I am exhausted. Like but you know what? I always tell people that 
I think that um, people like to say that black don't crack, which is true, but I think it's because black people just know how to take care of their skin, unlike us white people no, that just no, get here's real, real really crusty say. real early. Here's what they really say. Black don't crack if they don't do smack. <laughs> but if you're doing smack, baby, you ain't gonna. Which, by the action. way, the chat room loves you guys. All, every other line in the chat room says, "God, they're cute." Oh my gosh, they're no, so oh, cute. Hey, chat, oh, chat, that's amazing. Chat room. We met them in person, and you know when I meet all these people in person, they're always trying to get something out of me, like we'll be on your show, blah 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 blah. These guys were sweet as could be. They didn't do any of that shit. They were really nice. And, and they sang for us. And they're nice boys, and they did. They harmonized for us. So they're not aggressive crap like most of the people in and our business. And they're very <laughs> So you guys got to follow them everywhere. Well, it's one-up duo. If you saw my private yes. messages, I get hundreds of private messages from people. I bet. The, I really the best do. was a guy that we picked up with naked. He had a wank down that was naked. And he said to me, this is yours, Mike, for your So I wrote back, you can only be on our show if you show this, but not your Because you are an asshole on the different account. And then I blocked him. Block I, get, I get weirdos. I got one guy from, I think, somewhere in the world, an Arab country, who's madly in love with me. 17 years old. He doesn't mind the minor age difference, by the way. Minor, 17 to 17. Wait, wait, are you guys close in age? Yeah, yeah. we're just one year apart. Oh, yeah, that's fabulous. That yeah. works. Advice do not do three ways they break up marriages. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just love each other. Uh, there's words to, ways to work out being bored sexually. After years of boring. But there are ways to work out. But don't work it out, brothers, because because I've they're seen probably freaking out right now. No, I've seen so many, no, so many of our friends that have been in three ways. What happens is the, the, the husband get to be best friends, and the three way becomes the lover. And right, that's right, a very right. Sad, sad place to be when when you're with somebody for twenty, thirty years, and they're just your best friend. And the, and the young boy is the, the, sucks. the whole thing is never, never take each other for granted. You'll be together forever. You're already I mean, in business together. You're right. the most gorgeous couple right. ever on the planet. And also, also, try not to cheat, cheat on each other. Yeah, don't cheat. I know when you're. Right, I know when you're in my company, you're gonna want to cheat, but refrain yourself. <laughs> Use every bit of strength you have to keep yourself from touching, kissing, and hugging me because I'm irresistibly delicious. So I know that's a hard, that's a hard one. No problem. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you every, guys, everybody you... wants to ball a 79-year-old, don't they? <laughs> so you guys, it's one-up duo. You guys, they're an wait a minute. I don't even want to ball a 79-year-old. <laughs> You guys, it's One Up Duo. Their name of their two singles. One of them is called For the Holidays. The other one is Call My Name. Uh, download them. Stream them. Remember, they're indie artists, and even though they're becoming well-known, they ought to make money. So you want to book them if you like them. Check out their website. It's oneupduo.com. Book them for your events. They do all kinds of events. They're fabulous. Um, do you guys do a variety of uh, like cover songs also? Yeah. Um, what, so what are your most... In, uh, what are some of your most requested ones? Or like what are the ones you do the most? Ooh, what do you think? Take, Take on me. me. 
by Aha. Aha, yeah, that's a good one. Aha. Um, can't stop the feeling. Higher love, Steve Winwood. Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, we have a we have a lot of super popular songs. That, we that have. do you do do you do do you, do you think I'm fun or whatever? Do you do your voice song? I forgot the name of it now already. The, the voice song. Um, do you do the request that? Yes. yes. Yep. We yeah. do that as well. We just because that's still a little bit of our calling card. That's how people started to know who we were. So we still do that one in performances and have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And then everything else, we just like to do timeless pop music. So it could be something from the 80s, 90s, now. Mm-hmm. As long as it has good soul and, and it feels positive and happy, we love that. Positive. That's the word I love to hear from everybody. I like that one, too. So, okay, so if we were like to go to your iPod or your Apple phone right now and, and hit, like, the songs of what's the most played song, like, what are some of your, like, most played songs right now that you're listening to? Oh, right now I'm obsessed with um, Casey Musgraves. Who is yes. a country artist. I absolutely love her album. So that's what yeah. is on my. Her she has a Christmas like special. Oh, and of course you forgot to say Cece's new song. Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Cece already knows my favorite song of hers. Keep on okay. walking. That's my. That's Keep my on walking is awesome. Yeah. Mine, mine is finally. There'll never be another one out of Cece that did to oh, me. Yeah. Finally drives me mad. He has a video vacuuming to finally like and dancing uh, and dancing and to it, and yeah, got like a hundred thousand plays. We're supposed to send wow. it to him. I don't know where it is now. Somewhere we she wants it. She wants to like put it on side. But finally, yeah. there was you know this. I always say this: three great songs that were written. Donna Summer's Last Dance was mm-hmm. absolutely the greatest song of the day, and mm-hmm. and also uh, uh, we are family with Kathy Sledge. He's a friend of ours. Now we have a sledge. Kim was on our show this week. And the third one was my third We are family, finally. And then the third one. Oh, Donna Summers, last dance. Oh, yeah. That's it. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you, guys, have you guys met Patty LaBelle yet? Not yet. I met her briefly. She was doing uh, an event with uh, LaBelle like years ago. She had a huge glass of red wine and she was so sweet. She's a dreamboat. That's his like yeah. ultimate. I, I, like he wants to meet. If, every, if ever you meet her, give her a kiss and say, "This is from Ron Russell. He loves you." Now, bitch, get on his show. <laughs> and, and you know, I, as I said, there's an old story. I'm not going to do it so quick. But Patty almost came to our house in Pennsylvania for an Italian dinner, and we moved before she was coming, and I'm devastated. I could have had Patty wow. as a house guest, and. Right. I was I was That's his s- ultimate. I was going to serve her a dessert, and it was going to be her peach cobbler. Patty uh, LaBelle, did you ever eat it? Her, her pot. Go, uh, go to Walmart. Cobbler. <laughs> cobbler. I, actually, you guys don't eat oh. a single bad thing, right? Because there's no way you could have, like, bodies like that and eat junk. Uh, yes, I had a body like that when I was there. We just both inhaled a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was your age, I could eat a truck full of food, and I never gained a pound. Yeah, but they got abs and shit. <laughs> Are you saying I never had an abs? You don't have abs. Not like they have abs, no. You never saw me when I was young. You I know, weren't even but... born when so I was young. So you guys follow, listen up, check up One Up Duo. They're One Up Duo on Twitter. Um, they're actually. Well, how did way... you see they had abs? On, on Instagram. Go on their Instagram, everybody. One Up Duo. They've got videos of them playing songs. They've got them at events. Uh, they're super fun. That's where they're way more active. Uh, on And then their website is oneupduo.com. You guys, I don't know when your plane's leaving, but we've only got a minute left, so we want to say. And to conclude this, I may not have had abs, but I. I had outrageous beauty. There you go. 
still this have is it. one up still duo. Check out their video on YouTube, you guys. It's it's called Let Me Come Home. Download their music. We wish you guys the greatest holiday ever. Have a Merry yeah, Christmas. Have safe travels right now and and have and fun in Florida. And if you're in Palm Springs next Christmas, we're gonna invite you to our Christmas party. We're not inviting you for who you are. We don't give a shit about you. We're inviting you just to sing. <laughs> okay. But I'll feed you. You get a meal. No, anytime you guys come to Palm Springs, and if either, let us know. And if either of you play the piano, you get a dessert. <laughs> no, seriously. I would love to have you guys come to one of our get-togethers. So when you're in Palm Springs, let us know. And you don't okay, have, don't have to sing. All right, you guys. Ha safe travels. Thank you. So we'll much. Talk to you soon. Be a great Bye. hit at the party, fellas. Bye -bye. And listen, if Getty photographers are there, make sure you get a Getty picture because yes. Getty's pictures go all over. That's you know? the official. That's right. Yeah. Yes. You must be you so. Like I don't think he's going to have press there. Do you think he's going to have press there? Not at his party. I don't think so. <laughs> no, maybe not. But I, in Florida, I, they will. So get it in Florida. Always yeah. right. For look sure. Look Getty photographer. All right. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Take thank care, boys. Bye-bye. Merry Bye -bye. Christmas. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Danielle, Scotty J, we want to thank you guys. Uh, it was a fun show, a very different show, but we had a really good time. And, um, and let me just say something. Danielle, who I tease all the time, is one of the sweetest people I know, and I really do love her. And Scotty is a brilliant fella. He knows how to get us out of films, and he's a funny guy. And I want to wish the both of them a very Merry Christmas, good health, prosperity, and for Danielle, get another cup. There you go. <laughs> Oh, see, I'm like, going to have to send you guys a nice bottle of vino now. Yeah, there you go. And everybody, <laughs> next week is our Christmas show, you guys. So we'll see you next week, no, everybody. we won't see you. Yes, we will. We have one more show and then Christmas. Oh, I thought we were black, dark next week. No, and we'll talk to the next two weeks after that. Oh, okay. So, all right, everybody, we'll see you next week for our Christmas show. We're going to have a lot of people chiming in. And uh, have a good time, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star.